Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. 7 a.m. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. Bronwyn's back! Woo! It's been a long time. I've missed everybody. Yeah. I've missed this microphone. I've missed you, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, you've had two episodes with me and Kyle, us uh, the most annoying couple on the planet. I know you're tired of us. You guys are adorable <laughs> and smart, and I, I, I would not be surprised at all if there were a few listeners who are like, "Yeah, Bronwyn's fine, but <laughs> <laughs> Bronwyn's fine, but I miss Kyle. I like Aww. the Kyle Jordan dynamic." <laughs> I've don't tr- don't tweet me if that's your opinion. I'd rather not know. I've been trying to talk Kyle into like getting to doing his own podcast, so hopefully he will. I think he should, and then he can have you as a guest, and he can have me as a guest. Yeah, and we can do like crossover episodes. Oh yeah, that would be super fun. Mm. So this, <laughs> what? A, I mean, we picked a good film to come back on because the films that you missed are two. That were like full of anger, like we did an invention of lying oh, episode. I saw that you did that, and I remember how much I hated that movie and very and vividly. Kyle fucking lost it for that one. And I then, can't. Yeah, and then we um we did two of a kind with Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta and John Travolta, John Travolta, Travolta, and I and I was angry for that one. I also I think went on what should be considered an Oscar winning rant about John Travolta's appeal and why he doesn't work in the movie. I should really write the book on John Travolta. I would read that. I would, I would be Googling for that even if I didn't know you. So there is absolutely a market for that. (laughs) Let's make this book happen. (laughs) So this week we have something that like doesn't, I'm pretty sure doesn't make either of us angry. Yeah. I was not angry. I had fun. Yeah, like, and it is 1994's Only You. Only You. We got we got young Marissa Tamai. We got young Robert Downey Jr. We got Bonnie Hunt. Um, we got we Fisher Stevens. Fisher Stevens. We got Billy Zane. This is a stacked cast. Uh, and yes, and this film, uh, written by Diane Drake, who also wrote, who also has a story credit on What Women Want. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> and that's that's the only other thing. She's just an only you and what women want. And the other credits that I see are like di- like remakes of those two movies. Like there's like a... <laughs> oh, right, because there's the what men want coming out this year. No, no, I'm talking about like there's like from like other countries. There's like a what women want remake from another country. And there's an only you remake from another country. We need to get high <laughs> and watch those remakes. <laughs> um and the director here is Norman Jewison, which is uh, fascinating because we are talking about a director with an actual pedigree here. Uh, let's see. Oh my God, there's so there's so much to cover here. Where where do I begin? <laughs> where does one drop in on the pedigree? Um, we <laughs> have. <laughs> <laughs> 
the Cincinnati kid in the heat of the night, the Thomas Crown Affair, Fiddler on the Roof, wow. Jesus Christ Superstar, Rollerball, the original Rollerball, because like, I think there's a remake. And um, this isn't this isn't just like having a pedigree. This is like heavy hitters. This is canon shit. Yeah, a soldier story, Agnes of God, Moonstruck. Wow. Okay. Yeah, like this is this is a dude who like directs good movies. Yeah. And I mean that kind of because it might yeah, I love the way the, that this movie looks. Yeah, I was gonna say it's visually it's very pretty. Um there's a lot of nuances in the way in the visual communication of the movie. The main things that make it feel corny are the actual script. So that kind of lines up given yeah. who's involved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no shade, but... <laughs> uh, no shade, but shade, essentially, yeah. is what you're saying. Um, I mean, the what women and want... Man, and, man, the cinematographer... Um, oh, Because yeah. we said it looked good. The cinematographer... I'm going to... Man, I'm going to butcher this name. Sven Nick Nykvist also is the cinematographer on Persona Chap and Chaplin. Persona and Chaplin. And um, what is this? The Unbearable Lightness of Being. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, like, we're <laughs> he he did the um, the Milan Kundera movie. <laughs> so, yeah this this is why this movie looks great. Yeah, this is a very interesting plot because it you know begins with a flashback and we've got little Marissa Tomei and um, little Fisher Stevens. We find out, uh, and yeah, they're playing the with a Ouija board. And how does this actually how does this actually go down? It's like. They like uh, basically she wants to ask the Ouija board who she's going to marry or fall in love with. And then the Ouija board um, says uh, Damon Bradley. And that's the name. Yeah. And also there's this whole thing about how like how how um, Fisher Stevens, his character's name is Larry, is like pushing it (laughs) like like pushing the words. Oh, yeah. And like we don't know this yet. Like this is like a like but. I mean, this is a pretty huge plot. Um, not plot twist, because you can see it coming, but it's a pretty huge plot point. And, he, and he's the... Is he younger or older? It doesn't really matter. They're brother yeah, and sister. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. But then there's a, a scene later when she's still a child, and she goes to a psychic and asks the same question. And the psychic also has the name Damon Bradley. So this is the beginning of the movie. It's like... <gasps> This like destiny, she must find Damon Bradley. That is the one. <laughs> yeah, and I was already on board because I love. I am a sucker for the kind of corny magical plotline of this nature, like the psychic. I'm always there for that. Yeah, and and this is one of those kids who grows up to be one of those women that's like soulmates are destiny, and you have to wait for them forever. And there's like mystical music playing yes. in the background. It's just like yes. Yeah, find like she uses different bead curtains, different seasons. That's her vibe. Yeah, and she's just talking about how the most important thing is love, and then all of a sudden she's a teacher. And um, what is she talking about as a teacher? I have a note here that says the motion of a divine she's preordination. About, I believe that they. She's talking about Plato, of course. Like right when. Um, our first shot of her as as grown Marissa Tomei is talking about Plato. Um, and I can't remember. 
what she's quoting. I feel like we watched this movie a year ago. No, I, it really I, I mean, wasn't. I watched it on Monday, but uh, wow, it's been a week. So yeah, it's it's a very slight movie. Like it just like slides in, and you spend some time with it. But it's like very. It's not even like forgettable. It's just no. like it's like comfortable. I think, yeah, it's just like nice. It's like eating dessert. Like you're just like yeah. oh, I had a little bit of, like I had like tiramisu. Like that was great. Yeah. But it's not like. St- like I don't know a Chipotle steak bowl where right. you're like oh I had that <laughs> and I paid for it yeah um but I would say so she's a teacher and she's dating um John Benjamin Hickey's character here who is uh he's a podiatrist he's a foot doctor and he's yeah per- and he's perfectly no she's not dating she's engaged oh yeah they're engaged <laughs> because like she's engaged I think it's like the second or third scene of her as an adult is their engagement party but she's still like you can but it's like very clear she makes it clear to other people that she's still you know waiting for her special oh, yeah. someone because like you're engaged like okay so we like see her as a teacher and then the next scene she's sitting with Bonnie Hunt and their other friend so Bonnie is married to um Jackson Fisher, aka uh, Marissa Tomei's brother. Oh, um, oh yeah, Fisher Stevens. Fisher Stevens, Jackson Fisher. Jackson Fisher. <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh. She's, yeah, Fisher Stevens. So it's like, I yeah, don't know. which, which just, which can I just say how unfair I think it's it is? It's not okay. Like, not only that she's married to Fisher Stevens because gross, because Bonnie Hunt is like a tall, beautiful, gorgeous, hilarious person, but also because. She's in a position where her best friend is related to her husband. So whenever she has a problem with him, her best friend takes her husband's side. And yeah. It, it's just like, that fucking sucks. It totally <laughs> sucks. And it's, it, yeah, it feels, I honestly, like, I understood, I understood um, that they needed to have um, Fisher Stevens stay in the movie as an adult because of his because of his involvement in the fake prediction but i didn't understand why him and bonnie hunt needed to be together i felt like bonnie hunt's character would have made a lot more sense if she was just a friend that had marital issues yeah i didn't understand because that yeah it just makes it just this weird like unfair connection because like later i mean i'm jumping a little bit of ahead here a little bit ahead here anyway it's like <laughs> a little bit of a head. We're a recording this. Bit. Usually we record like during the day. We're recording this at night. Um, <laughs> this is I, I'm jumping a little ahead here, but like when she, when they're getting ready to like right before they end up going to Italy, which is like the big thing here, there's oh, like a call where we're introduced to their marriage and she's, and he. Oh my gosh. He's just like asking I her like can't. the boys are coming over to like for watch poker night. They're poker coming night. for poker night and like we need like sandwiches. We need he food. He literally we need beer. says I she she he goes and and she's you know with Marissa Tomei and they and Marissa's like, "Oh yeah, I just got engaged." And she's being kind of reserved about it because she's obviously not really in love or figuring out what that means. And then Bonnie Hunt answers his call and her fuckboy husband is like uh, yeah, it's poker night. And she's like, oh, do you want me to finally play? And he's like, no, I just need you to come home and make a sandwich. I was like, what? Like this script? You're going to embarrass me in front of the... You're going to embarrass me in front of the boys if you don't come over here and provide sustenance for them. (laughs) Create this to this man Yeah. And it was like... Yeah, it, it like and and she's like, come on, like you can, you're fine. Like I'm, I'm hanging out, and he's like, no, I need you here. Like he's he's having a temper. He's tantrum. like not, and so when later in the movie when she's like, 
when she's just like, I don't know if I want to be with him in the, anymore. And she's like flirting with this other guy. I'm just like, why isn't the movie rooting for her to be with this other guy? Why is the movie rooting for her to be with Fisher Stevens? And there, it keeps on like cutting back to Fisher Stevens. And I'm like, why are you cutting back to him? What are we supposed yeah, to like? Why am I supposed to care? Like, and like he's just I, upset. He's yeah. never reflective. Like he really never is. No. He's, he's just like mad that she's gone. And like, yeah, he misses her. But it feels like completely selfishly motivated. It's not... It's not a come to Jesus moment. He's not like, oh man, I really have been taking her for granted. He's just like, oh, where's my wife? Oh my God. Where's the person Ugh. that like takes care of me and like changes my diaper? Yeah, he's like, wow, my di- I've been wearing this diaper for five days. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, this like this friendship scene with Bonnie Hunt and Marissa Tomei, like uh, Marissa's like, yeah, you know, like I, like she shows off the ring and Bonnie's like, that's great. But, but she can tell that Marissa Tomei is not excited. And Marissa's like, well, I don't know. I mean, she's basically just like, and then Bonnie it doesn't Hunt, feel magic because enough. Because of her terrible marriage, Bonnie Hunt is like this very like pragmatic, like almost like depressed person who's like, don't wait, don't wait or you'll wind up with nothing. <laughs> I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> oh yeah, no, she plays like, I don't know that this is necessarily a trope, but she definitely plays like this, the character sketch of like the person who's unhappy and so they can't project anything but their own fate onto you. So, like, basically, she she can't imagine Marissa Tomei might find someone she connects with more than her current fiancé. So she's like, you better settle with him or you'll have no one. But then, <laughs> As if having no one is the worst thing possible. Right. But then, okay, so we're supposed to believe that Marissa Tomei is waiting for her cosmic good man and that she's not interested in this guy. But then, later, we see her in a scene where she is in a wedding dress, and then she says one of the most amazing lines I've ever heard. I'm wearing the dress of the woman that bore my husband. Ew. <laughs> Why? And so it's just like, okay, well, if you're feeling like all like of she's these... she's having like, some sort of weird, like, Freudian, like, womb fantasy symbol- about her own husband. I don't know. <laughs> like, you're having this whole, like, moment in this wedding dress, and then, and then the moment that she hears that, oh, yeah... She gets word that Damon Bradley might be, like, going to Italy. She gets ready to go to this fucking airport in this dress. She hasn't taken this dress. You don't own this dress. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so. This doesn't belong to you. Like, there's the, okay, so there's, like, this engagement party. The scene after she's, like, all, like, oh, I don't know. She's obviously staying with him. So she has an engagement party. At the engagement party, her fiancé's mother comes up to her and just like drops out of the blue. She's like, so you're going to wear my dress. And Marissa Tomei didn't know this. So she's like, uh, and she's like, well, my son said you would. And then when she tries to confront her fiance, he acts like she's being crazy. And he's like, what? Come on, just do it for my mom. And it's like, this is her fucking wedding, dude. I'm not even someone who grew up with wedding fantasies. And I understand what a faux pas that is to just tell her what she's going to wear. What the fuck? Yeah, that was like bad fiance shit. I was like, okay, this guy does not pay attention to what she actually wants. Yeah, it, it it's like weird. I mean, we don't really get to spend much time with him and he's played by a likable actor too. So it's like, we're supposed to not like him. There's really no evidence aside from the fact that he's a foot doctor and not like a doctor doctor, which is stupid. Oh yeah, that's a weird joke <laughs> they make that where they're like, oh, like he's not a real doctor. I love how... 
that's what cracks me up in some of these movies is oh they're like, gosh. this guy's just a dentist. And I'm oh like, oh my God, the classism jumped oh out. Oh man, it's intense. I'm like, okay. I mean, I'm pretty impressed by anyone who has like anything remotely medical. A job. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, job. <laughs> wait, you work 40 hours a week? That's what? hot. Like, that's okay. hot. Oh yeah, my God. Like, absolutely. It's so hot. Um, so. Oh yeah. By the way, Marissa Tomei's character's name is Faith. Yes. I'm yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, we get it. We, yeah, we get it. She has a faith, um, and she just like <laughs> talks about like how she deserves this like sweeping love story, and she's like running through the airport, and she's ready to meet her dream guy, and then she can't get on the plane. Oh wait, wait, okay. But the reason she's on the plane is because so after the um, engagement party, she's like. Obviously, just like, oh, that was weird about the dress. But then she puts on the dress and she's like, well, this is fine. She's talking to Bonnie Hunt. And then she gets a phone call and it's from Damon Bradley. And Damon Bradley is apparently the name of some guy who knows her fiance. And he's like, can you leave a message for him? I'm like about to board a plane. And she's like, where are you going? And she's like freaking out because holy shit, this name she's thought about since she was 11 is on the other end of the phone. And then she gets off the phone and decides to go take a plane and stalk Damon Bradley and find him while wearing a wedding dress. Yep. That is what this movie is, you guys. Yep. And then Bonnie Hunt's basically just like, well, I can't let you embarrass yourself in Italy by yourself, so I'll come. And, oh, yeah, does, does Siobhan Fallon... <laughs> Hogan, who is who is their other friend? Does she come or does she just stay? She She's, doesn't come. So she it's doesn't weird. Come, like, so we that's just why I didn't even spend a little her. bit of time with her. She's literally so Siobhan, yeah, Siobhan is with them in that first scene where they're talking about the engagement. And she's like, Are you actually happy? Like she's asking the real questions to Faith. Um, but then we don't see her again. That's it. So she's just kind of like a plot de- like not a plot device, but she's just kind of, you know, a side. Yeah, at least she got a check. Yeah, exactly. She got that work. Uh, so yeah, so she's just like the man that I'm supposed to marry is on. It's like she's already like I'm gonna marry him, okay? But you're already getting married, and if I don't get on this plane, I'm gonna regret it for the rest of my life. And it's one of this weird, like it almost just feels like <laughs> I don't know. I like the idea that like it's the same Marissa Tomei from What Women Want. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I know. I Well, I kept thinking about her and what women want because there were I mean, because it does go back to what you were saying about her being cast as these very friendly, but like a little bit naive. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Characters. And she's definitely that in this as well. Like, yeah. She's very beautiful. She's very flirtatious and naive and kind of childlike in a way that's like charming, but also kind of makes me sad. Yeah, because I'm like, you're a grown-ass woman, though. Do you have, like, realistic expectations for your life? Or are you on this earth with the rest of us? Is everyone enabling you? Or, like, what's going on? Yeah. So, yeah, she's getting married in 10 days, and she decides to go to Italy. And then she goes to the hotel that she thinks that Damon Bradley is going to be at. And then dude's like, he checked in, and then he checked out. And then she gets so fucking entitled with this concierge, like, getting so angry at (laughs) angry like where was he where did he go how can i contact oh my gosh, him yeah, like, she's calm the fuck down she's freaking out on this guy she's like why can't you tell me where he's going next and he reasonably so is like we don't normally stalk our guests and she doesn't even have it's not like she actually knows him so she doesn't have any you know she can't say oh i'm his sister or like she's actually just stalking him so the concierge is totally in the right and then yeah 
And then Bonnie Hunt like jumps in and she's just like, oh, like, sorry about my friend. We're just we're kind of we just need to find him. And then I think doesn't he just tell them what direction Damon Bradley? He's like, oh, he went to the left. Yeah. <laughs> like, like literally like he like, went okay. like down the street they're like, like okay, he went north. <laughs> like and, and they're like okay good we will just do that. And this is such a weird nightmare scenario where it's like you're stalking this man that doesn't know you and then we have this score that's like do 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 do. Just like um and there's and it's very the whole time they're in Italy it's very like it's Italy. <laughs> like, oh my god. They're like here is like, uh, like like here's is, the meatball. It is uh, Italy and I was like wow I Here's, here's Italian like, Elon Musk. Yeah, like. it was like so like it's yeah, I was like, I feel like this is probably offensive. Like, cause this is just so much. Oh my god. It was what is Italian extra. Elon Musk was oh my uh, <laughs> they just do a Italian Elon Musk. Just add Italian I'm gonna Elon Musk. To, <laughs> I'm gonna need to drink a lot of water to wash that out of my system. Just the image of an Italian Elon Musk. <laughs> like, it's oh so, gross. It's so weird how how much that just like drawing on the mustache did for all of us oh it's yeah weird. absolutely <laughs> absolutely I'm like we'll we will take a joke so far i know so i love little. it <laughs> i love it it's i mean so they're just they're literally these two grown-ass women yes. these two grown-ass women with jobs are just running around italy with no real direction, trying to find someone named damon bradley and, and at this point we meet young robert downey jr yeah, and also there's a wait. There's also a plot where like a bunch of people in Italy are on strike for some reason. Did you notice that? I noticed that, and I this could have been my attention that I was paying and not paying at the time, but I'd never pieced together what the strike was about. But I was very curious about it. Yeah, I was really curious about the strike too. Like, why? I was like, hello, that's a pretty political background to have. I want to know a little bit. Um, but yeah, so there's yeah, so they run into Robert. Downey Jr. And he is... He is apparently attractive to some people. I personally have never seen it. But, you know, more power to you. I, I am, I am that of way. that camp. I oh, am. my God. Okay. Yeah. Can you explain? Yeah, totally. Um, He... Okay. Did you ever think that any guys wearing eyeliner were attractive? Uh, Yeah. Okay, so he's like that if he was born with eyeliner. And (laughs) (laughs) this is just like how I can explain it. I don't know. It's just something about, yeah. Like he was born with guy liner. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay. Yeah. and, And the way his hair falls, it's very like. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh, oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> this is my Let favorite. me put my hand on the small of your back consensually. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, wow. You heard it here first. Yeah, so I mean, you and I, at least, we both reached the people who do and don't think he's attractive. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, I feel covered. like, yeah, full representation. Exactly. Um... <laughs> uh so yeah there's (laughs) i don't know you don't know how to follow that so i don't and i also (laughs) i realize that i have so many before i say anything about robert downey jr i have so many notes about bonnie hunt like i'm just gonna read my notes about bonnie hunt yes please absolutely i feel so bad for bonnie hunt 
I hope she leaves her husband. <laughs> Bonnie, tell Marissa that she made a bad decision or you're a bad friend. <laughs> I love how raw your notes are, uh, like in the moment. And also, Marissa, tell Bonnie that it is good for her to leave her husband because her husband sucks or you are a bad friend. Her husband is bad. Why do you want her to settle? Why do you want her to settle? <laughs> Yeah, and that, I don't get that because, like, I've been friends with um, some of my brother's ex-girlfriends, you know? And if there was ever a situation where one of them was like, yeah, he's been treating me this way, I'd be like, oh, leave. Like, like what? Who cares if he's like, my brother? Who cares like, if your brother sucks, yeah, I'd which be is like, another one of I my I would notes. go yell at my brother. Like, that's what I would do. Like, what? what is this? What is this garbage world where she's like, oh, well, you just don't understand. Oh, you remember that scene where Marissa's like, she totally gaslights Bonnie because Bonnie's basically just like, yeah, Bonnie's being pretty nice about it, which she doesn't need to be. She's just like, yeah, it's just not the same. And I think he's cheating. I get the sense. I don't have proof, but I get the sense. And he just doesn't really act like he loves me anymore. I don't think he loves me Oh, yeah. Anymore. And Marissa Tomei, I think, says something weird. Like, I know he would kill tigers for you. Ah! <laughs> I think it's a thing that she said, which is and she also says, this is so fucking annoying. She also is like, well, I remember when he first started dating you and we were playing this game and he like, I don't know, like he let you win or something. Oh my God. Which what is annoying shit. and patronizing it's anyways. Like, it's just like these little and tiny. Like, he would like, never let someone else win if he didn't love them. And I was like, okay. These little <laughs> tiny rose colored memories don't mean shit when it comes to like a long term committed relationship. This like, is grown ass love. I have this is beautiful not a fucking moments fling. of people that I meet on the subway. That doesn't mean that I'm in love with them and I'm gonna spend my entire life with them. One time, a guy like, like undid my like he fixed my zipper was stuck in fishnets. Like it was like a my fishnets were stuck in his zipper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or something like that. It was something like that, and he just like very calmly released my fishnets from the zipper and like i did not immediately marry this guy i'm so sorry yeah <laughs> but you thought about it oh yeah a totally. little bit a little yeah bit. just like a little bit you're like this would be a mute cute but also i don't want to get murdered so let's move this along. yeah like, like <laughs> i am a person in the real and I love world i just could not tell that random story i love that this is the episode where i just can't find my words it's great i hope that everyone enjoys it <laughs> i mean this this is literally a movie about a woman who is running around another country i don't really know how she has all the money for this but that's a whole nother story yeah i don't understand that either Italy, and she also spending all this money to find a man whose name was on a ouija board and then a psychic no i'm not gonna lie if i if the same name showed up on a ouija board and from a psychic i would probably think about it too but I don't know that I would fly to Italy. Yeah, I don't think I would. And and she even suggests when she can't find him that we should set up a loudspeaker and drive through the surrounding areas and page him. And that's when you're like, honey, his name's Damon. It's not that uncommon. Like, And that's actually when Bonnie Hunt is like, I think it's time for you to get like professional help. It's like in a therapist. Oh, yeah. Bonnie Hunt calls her out several times. It's like and. Oh, yeah. So I can't remember how they run into Robert Downey. I feel like he, it's literally... um, there's something about like, like, I don't know if she falls or what, but there's a scene, an early scene with them where he's like massaging her feet. Yeah, I do think it's a falling thing, which why? I mean, yes, people fall, women fall, but it's such a weird trope, like women falling. In rom-coms. I mean, they just can't. A woman falls. And I mean, if it was all like high heel related, that would 
make more sense. But it's always just like a woman randomly falling. Yeah, I mean, we just don't know how to keep our balance. We haven't walked long enough, I guess. Yeah. Because <laughs> men have been carrying us. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, so she's being all weird and crazy. And so he's just like, I have to come with you because I guess he's being chival- chivalrous or whatever. And then, like she says, that she's looking for this guy named Damon Bradley. Damon <laughs> Damon Bradley. And then (laughs) he tells her that he's Damon Bradley and she immediately faints. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. And um, so then it fast forwards basically to them alone and who knows where Bonnie Hunt is. And they just have this whole like romantic thing where they're like dancing in the street and they're just like having all these like really pseudo romantic moments. It's like a romantic comedy is happening within this romantic comedy. And my note during all this was none of this is based on anything. They don't know each other. Why is this romantic? And why do they have interlaced fingers? What the fuck? And they like stop at like an arch and he talks about like the historical meaning of it. And then she, she quotes like Goethe and like he like, quotes the end of the Goethe line with her and then they're like oh my gosh you read Goethe and then they like also they have a lot of moments like that where they know the same poems or like they have a feeling about the same painting and then and then the background's like it's Italy (laughs) and like there's like somebody with a violin with spaghetti like literally the tropes are so oh my gosh we will get to that scene with Bonnie Hunt and that Italian guy oh yeah the Italian guy Um, Um, and then finally the spell is broken when she's like I'm engaged and then he says I'm not Damon Bradley and then she gets mad at him Oh yeah, it's awesome. It's like you're engaged. Like you're engaged and and he's like, "Well, I mean, I just like I heard you were looking for Damon Bradley and I thought you were cute." And it's like, "Yeah, that is weird and creepy of him for sure." Not arguing. But also, you realize you are the woman looking for any strange man with this name who ha- and you're engaged. Like and you have a fucking fiance who doesn't know where you are. Like you don't get to play the high road here. Yeah, it's very it, it's very strange. But then he acts like he like matches her weird by being like, I'm in love with you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And they've hung out one day and he's like, he literally says, I've been in love with you, which is like for how long, dude? 20 hours. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I truly was like, I, I cannot diagnose or anything. But I was like, this feels like a manic episode that both of them are having or like a cocaine high or something in that neighborhood. In fact, even Bonnie says that later. She she says that they both like seem like they need. Yeah. Anyways, he's just like, I love you and I've loved you and I would do anything to be with you. And that's why I did this, because I would do anything to be with you. And I wish this movie was like billed as like two crazy people find each other. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What if this movie was like weirdly like. not educational but like it was like this is about what it's like when you are having like a manic, you know, episode. And it was like a ridiculous rom-com but it was also like mental health but instead it's just a movie that's like love does this and i'm like no (laughs) this is not okay please get help (laughs) like please friends check in (laughs) on your friend they are not doing okay you need to check in on them yeah um so So, yeah he gives a speech and she's not about it she's like crying and she's like i can't believe you did this to me and he's like but it was me the whole time and again it's like the whole time was a day you guys made out by a river that's it like that's all that's all that happened anyways and she storms out during all of this time bonnie hunt has met an italian man who has taken quite a liking to her 
and he knows that she's married and she's made it very clear that she's married, but he asks to take her out for dinner nonetheless. That scene is one of the most ridiculous scenes when they have dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like on this balcony and he gives her this speech. He's like asking her about what she does in America. Oh, he, okay. They're actually at lunch because he's like, after this, I have siesta. And she's like, oh, I don't, I don't take naps. And then he goes on this speech and he's like, in America, you love work. You're obsessed with work. You all like you, you work, work, work in Italy. We love <laughs> <laughs> we we value pleasure we value um art and then he goes most of all we value love <laughs> <laughs> and i was like stop i can't do this and then he reaches out for her hand when he says we like i think he goes we make time for love and then he grabs her hand and i was just like i can't do this this is so this guy is so much uh, yeah, I mean, and at some point he says, the female body is the essence, the mystery of human life. <laughs> I just wanted to, like, punch that guy in the face. I was like, stop. Um, so, okay, so they finally do meet who they think is Damon Bradley. At first there's a fake out where it's, like, some some asshole who says, you're in my son. And then who they meet is basically Billy Zane, if he was like Bill and Ted's third friend. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> when and he has on a, he has, so in this movie, he's bald with a shaved head and he, but he's wearing a wig of long, curly, like Fabio it's hair. It's amazing. It is. And there's a shot of him getting out of a pool and like shaking his hair. And then it pans to Marissa Tomei and she's just like, Oh, finally. (laughs) The real Damon Bradley. Oh, yeah, because she was so annoyed by the other one. She was like, oh, no, I don't want... Because it's weird. It's like you want Damon Bradley, whoever he is. And then you see a guy that might be Damon Bradley, but isn't like the physical type that you want. All of a sudden, we're getting all shallow here about destiny. What's up with that? Ooh, (laughs) maybe it's actually not about that. Which, like, to be fair, Robert Downey Jr.'s character, who is a sleaze, totally, he does have that right. Because he's just like, it doesn't really matter, the name. It's your mindset. So she goes on a date with Fabio Damon. Yes. And then he, it's amazing. He's just like, I like Van Damme movies. He, I felt like Billy Zane just had the most fun in this movie. I, I loved like, it. Like, I want to see him do more comedy. Yeah, he was great. He, like, totally played, like, hammed up this, like, very, like, douchey trope. And it was great. And... Yeah, and throughout and and at one point in the date, she's like, "I bet you think it's weird that I just randomly ask you out, like ask you to come on this date." And he's like, "Oh, it happens all the time." <laughs> it's just like, "Yes, this guy." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, like, I loved him. I wanted more of him. Yeah, no, he was great. Um, but then you find out that <laughs> that, that uh, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. like paid him. Yeah, and it's actually his friend. <laughs> and he's oh, like, you find out because he like tries to gr- grope her, and she's like, "What are you doing?" And she and and he like makes a joke and tries to grope her again. And then Robert Downey Jr., who is spying on their date because that's who he is, comes and punches him. And then Billy Zane's like, 
come on, man. And Robert Downey Jr. is like, this isn't like the the deal we had. And then he takes off Billy Zane's Fabio wig and he's just exposed. And then and then Marissa's like, what is going on? And he's like, I'm sorry, I can explain. Robert Downey Jr. is, of course, because he's like, I just love you so much. I, I hired my friend. And she's just like, she's like, get away from me. I don't believe in love. And I'm just like, this is the messiest group of people ever. And I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know, it's so me- it just becomes this whole it it actually becomes a better movie because it's just like you want me. I know that you want me and then she's like, "No, I don't." And they're just like yelling at each other like babies. Like they're just like <laughs> like normally if like there is one of their characters and then somebody who's more well adjusted, I would be really angry if they ended up together because I'd be like, "She doesn't deserve him. He doesn't deserve her." But with this movie, I was like, you guys are both, you deserve each other. You know, like when you meet two really obnoxious people that are together and you're like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and it's so wild felt. though because he like calls her ungrateful. He's just like, I've done all this for you and you're so I'm ungrateful. Like, you're <laughs> like, and, I'm, and it's funny because like my knee jerk rebuttal to that is like, dude, you're a stalker. But then I'm like, well, she is too because she literally went to Italy. So again, maybe you guys are soulmates. Um, meanwhile, Bonnie Hunt is dealing with this Italian man who's trying to seduce her while she's still married. And and we're getting all these random shots of Fisher Stevens losing his shit because his wife is gone, but not actually self-reflecting. Yeah. Um. And it's like definitely like the movie wants us to root for her marriage, but they've given us no picture that makes us, at least that made me want to root for it because... All it shows is him mistreating her and her being awesome the whole movie and her being a great friend. And then we're supposed to want her to get back with him? Why? Yeah, this movie has a weird undercurrent of like, oh, this guy is shit, um, but you should want to be with them anyway. And I'm just like, yeah. why? Like, wh- where are the good options? Like, actually, yeah, they're <laughs> like, actually, you should probably just be grateful he's into you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it's just like a whole thing where uh, she doesn't end up... <laughs> staying with the italian guy which like as cartoony as he is i feel like they would have some great sex so it's kind of sad about that yeah i kind of wanted her to have that fling with him and then once he gets like too syrupy she's like out you know um but then they have the whole uh thing where (laughs) wait do they end up at the airport again where because they finally do meet damon bradley but like where is it is it in the airport is it in the hotel it's in the airport because um marissa is obviously upset after realizing that robert downey jr hired his friend to be another damon bradley so she's just like gonna go back and get married to her fiance the podiatrist oh no so Um, terrible (laughs) and and he robert downey jr because he has no sense of boundaries of course decides to go follow her without her knowing because again two people with great senses of boundaries and then we hear um, somebody working at the airport, like over the intercom, yell, like basically just calling for Damon Bradley. And then the camera shows like Robert Downey Jr. and then shows Marissa Tomei. And they're both like, what? Like Damon Bradley actually exists? Like, which is funny because, again, I don't know any Damon Bradleys in my life, but it's not a combination of names that doesn't exist. Yeah. You know, like um, it's not a complete word salad. And so it's a whole thing where we're supposed to believe that Robert Downey Jr. is like being sacrificial. It's like, oh, you're a lucky man. You have the right name. And and so it, like I guess his assumption is that Marissa Tomei is automatically going to be with this other Dame, this Damon Bradley, who's like who seems like a perfectly nice guy. And I'm very glad that he doesn't get mixed up in everything. Yes. He's just like 
he just like he's just like such a good sport he's just like do you love that guy yeah and she's just like yes yes i do and and he just like gives her just this encouraging grin and then she just like goes for him and she boards this plane to find him and and, and then the like room. she literally gets on the plane and she's like and she calls for him and then everybody applauses when she's like i love you and i'm sorry and you're right and then the whole plane applauses whereas i feel like if that happened on a plane i was on i'd put on my headphones i'd be so fucking mad i might like make fun of them on my facebook but that's about it and so you know they end up happily ever after and the podiatrist uh has to I guess get a very uncomfortable phone call. <laughs> that, oh my gosh! Yeah, that the movie ends before we see. Yeah, we never like we never we never come back to him. Like we like it goes back to him. Like there's like a scene of him like doing his job, but otherwise nothing. It's weird because it does tie up a lot. Yeah, like because also what we have is I can't remember if he shows up. He shows up in Italy. Fisher Stevens shows up in Italy. He does. Yeah, because Bonnie Hunt does not get on the same plane obviously, as Marissa Tomei, because Marissa's now following um, Robert Downey Jr., who, of course, is from Boston. And because they're like, yeah, no, he's just going to be another guy from America. So um, uh, Bonnie Hunt is still in Italy, and she's, like, about to find her way home. And then Fisher Stevens shows up because he's figured out, I think, through, I don't know, credit card info or, or whatever, he's figured out where she is. And he's like, I miss you. And she's like, I miss you too. And we're supposed to just be happy. But like, we don't have any context for the relationship besides him being mean to her once. And there's no sign of him. Like he says, I miss you, but that's it. Like there's no, he's not like, I realize like I've been mistreating you or anything. He just says, I miss you. And I haven't known what to do with myself. And like, I want you back. And she's like, yeah, I miss you too. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Bonnie Hunt's awesome. She, I mean, in this movie, she is like way cooler than Marissa Tomei. So this just feels bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then <laughs> this movie ends with a Michael Bolton song, which is just did yes. you did you stay for the song? Because I was in it. I I, I stayed. <laughs> I was in if it you for mean I, la- I laid in my bed with salt lamp on in the movie, and I was just like, ah, yes, <laughs> this is life. <laughs> this is where it has led. <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah. I mean, this movie, like, I feel like you and I both said this off off the recording, but also on. Like, it was really, it was genuinely delightful to watch because it's very visually beautiful. Like, the cinematography is great. Um, like it's, it's a pretty movie and it has great actors in it. It's just like the two, like we're supposed to care the most about Marissa Tomei and Robert Downey Jr. And they both genuinely seem like people that need friends and therapists who will call them out. And Bonnie Hunt does do that, but like they need actual support in a real healthy way and not in an enabling way. Like they both feel very enabled. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Bonnie Hunt, meanwhile, is, like, this very smart, awesome woman who's supposed to just, like, go back to her husband because why? Like, I don't know. <sighs> like, I'm. I, it's not that I needed her to leave him even. I just, I needed him to have some sort of growth arc for me to be on board for that. So, and it was, I mean, and of course, this movie also used the setting of another country, like, in this very romantic, you know 
You go somewhere else to find love. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's not, I don't have a lot. Yeah, of, I don't have a lot either because it's just like, it's, it's just like, it's, it's fun just very, to watch. It's, yeah, like the it's main like very childish. Just like seem like they need to grow up, like, um, and like work on their impulsive behavior. Yeah. Bonnie Hunt deserves more. And Definitely. I mean, in life, cute. but yeah, in general. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever thought Bonnie Hunt had too much. Yeah, yeah. Always more for Bonnie Hunt. So, I mean, I mean, like, a lot of times we recommend other movies, but, I mean, I think you can watch this. Yeah, yeah, I, just think, that, I think that you can. I watch mean, it. I mean, Marissa it's bad is enough. so watchable. Like, this is bad enough that it still totally makes sense to do. Like, we've done a few sparse, few, like, far in between episodes where it's genuinely a movie that we know is kind of too good for our podcast i don't think i think this one's bad enough as far as believability or really caring like there was a point where even though i love marissa tomei as an actress i didn't really care and same with robert downey jr um so in that sense i feel like it makes sense for our podcast but other than that it is really well made and it's fun it's light it's light fair yeah so I mean, make your own decision, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, watch. You know, Marissa Tomei's like, in a ton of things, and she's good in everything. Yeah. Even if the thing that Bonnie she's Hunt in is bad. as well. So, Bonnie Hunt's know. wonderful. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if some people are into Robert Downey Jr., he's kind of in this, he's been, you know, playing this character called Iron Man. So I, I was going to like, say, it would be super funny if we were like, watch Iron Man 2 <laughs> instead of us. <laughs> it's like, he's everywhere. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it's nice. You know, this week for me to not talk about something that made me angry or offended my sex. Right. I know. I yeah. don't I don't feel like I have to go take a, a like a walk around the block to calm down, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. So love yourselves if that's possible. Hydrate. Um, Hydrate. Um, please. You know, we love if you would follow us on Twitter. Um, Bad Romance Pod with the zero. Um and, you know, you can listen to us on Google Play, on Spotify, on everything. All of the follow, platforms. And and you're beautiful. And, uh, um, and you, you know, know, just remember to take care of yourself. In this political climate, take care of yourself. Do something nice. Have a bubble bath. Yeah. And I know it's cliche, but honestly, like, as someone who works online and has to be online a lot, it is really helpful to just turn off the phone for, like, three hours. Like, that can make a huge difference. So after you listen to our podcast, you know. Yeah. Please do go that. Go to a park and look at a tree or something. Oh, yeah. Please do. Look at trees. Um. Well, I've been Bronwyn Isaac. I've been Jordan Searles. Goodbye. Bye. Oh uh, yeah, back it up, back it up. Let's go this drug. Oh uh, yeah, back it up, back it up. Oh uh, uh, yeah.